This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Uh, working out at the gym at Equinox at the mall because I'm b- training for the Tough Mudder you know the um, the race the with the electric the zappers that, with the electric zappers and so oh my and so hook up a car battery to the treadmill kind of army army crawling on the treadmill mm-hmm. kind of flat on my stomach getting electrically zapped getting zapped on my tummy at the same time oh my uh for the climbing wall, I climb up the treadmill. For the... It's electric or no? It's it, for, for that part, it, you cannot de-electrify it. Oof. Once it's electric, it, it's, it's electric forever. Me, oh my. Doing the... Swimming through the pool, I pour some water on the treadmill, and uh, I sort of run through that. Back run and, through the back water. Back and forth a few times. In the run, treadmill. Run through the water. Ruthie. At the mall? Ruthie comes over. Oh, from real, real world Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> she, I guess, doesn't work there, but has a lot of friends who work there. So she hangs out there a lot and sort of considers herself like she like she does work there. Certainly likes to act like she does. Does she wear an Equinox shirt? Does it? Because if she's, she's wearing, wearing like a like one of her friends' Equinox shirts that's like too big, right? But so does the shirt say greet, coach, or clean? Does Ruthie? Ooh, they gave her her own job, job just to be Ruthie. Wow! And is she dating the fellow who was a DJ that season? Did, it did not. We didn't talk about this. Oh, we just didn't. It didn't get into personal stuff because she comes over just saying, "Stop! Stop! Stop it! Stop it!" No. Yes. And so we get into back and forth for a little while, and it ended up that I. Because I was in sort of a climbing mode that I climbed her, and then I was like helping other people up on you top know because that her. is actually part of the race is that you don't leave anyone behind, and so the next people are are coming up, and I'm like sort of lifting them like the girls especially the like you know the girls are smaller and they're not as strong and you like we don't like, say that on t- this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. What I, did I tell you? I'm sorry, I didn't know we had... We don't say that on this show. The girls are smaller and they're not as strong. That's not even proven. The world's passing you by. Now, finish the story. You climbed them up on top of Ruthie. You pulled up the girls only because... Yeah. Everyone needs a pull-up every now and then. Man, woman, black, or other stuff. And I got got the shirt. Indians and stuff. I became... I got to be Ruthie at the gym. Yes. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking body, dropping names in the red carpet, back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Yes, Hollywood Handbook. What up, what up? We Have fun today. We've never done such an exciting thing like this before. No, we haven't. This is the best episode. I like to announce at the beginning that we're having our best episode. If you've listened to other ones, I feel bad for you. You're pathetic. It's two guys who've been on episode before. Not flagship episodes necessarily. <laughs> not not necessarily list maker. Good, solid apps. But are there? But ha- you know what was missing from each of their episodes? Each, each other. other. Yes. And so sometimes we bring people in and we say like maybe this wasn't the perfect combination, but maybe if we rearrange these pieces a little bit, this well, puzzle will start to come into focus. Well, I'm getting into it a little bit early, but when you're assembling people for a project like this, you're something of a mm. chemist or a chef. Mm. Maybe a pinch of Kevinette. Or a scientific chef. A dash of Pat Walsh. With the freezy gas. Molecular gastronomy. Yes. And um, it's Kevin Etten and Pat Walsh are here, and what we want to do mm-hmm. is... Have them introduce themselves, but not just in their context as 
individuals as men, but also as showrunners. As individuals, as white men, we do have six white men in the room today. <laughs> and that's not because women are smaller and weaker, like Hayes said. It's because we don't really know any that want to hang out with us. Except I, for my wife. And, uh, and, Stuffy Graf. And uh, Kevin, the production coordinator, isn't even here yet taking the pictures. Oh, that's right. There will ultimately be seven white men. Cis. Cis men. Mm. Uh, we want our guests to talk about themselves, uh, but also the shows they've run in the past, because what we're trying to put together here is a, a showrunner's panel to teach people about the the craft of building a show from the writer's room to the like every other like, room ma- to the bathroom managing every facet of the of all the different rooms involved in the show the little kitchen part there's a kitchenette yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what up what up what up what up thank you kevin a, a fan Such a i big see fan. absolutely kevin Hatton what hands. up what up and oh and Pat walsh is a fan too. as i found out yes um I just before and silence s- from Engineer Brett, I just want to point out, as people are sort of announcing their fandom of the show, uh, Brett says, I'm going to sit this one out. And it's not his place on the show to be saying that. He would be punished if he did say it, but... I thought the silence was like my flagship thing. Okay, Brett, uh, you interrupted <laughs> Kevin. He was going to say Are you just something. remembering a word I used like three minutes ago? Well, flagship? Terrible use I mean, of that word. Okay, Brett, you're interrupting Kevin, and he Brett, was trying to say something. No, I just wanted to say before we start that um, just that term "writer's room" that gets thrown around. Mm. It does, doesn't it? I I don't love it. Oh, good. It, to me, um, I would call it like we call it like a confessional. It's the therapist couch. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's a place where we go in, and it's it's such a, you know, private, kind of beautiful space. Yeah, stories Disc- don't come from writing stories. No, stories no, no. come from Kevin. Uh, I don't want to interrupt opening Sean's interruption up your of you, but I also see it as a playground. My turn with that. It's just something My of t- a therapist <laughs> playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My turn. It could be a water slide. That's true too. Well, I just, you know, we're talking about how serious it is. You're opening up your chest. You're showing people your heart stories mm-hmm. and the feelings of them. But also some of those feelings is fun, like a water slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes it can be like a trash can. Sure. I dare you to disagree with that, Brett. You want to interrupt that, Brett? Sure. So, some days the writer's room can be a trash can. Some days I, I feel think like it's I'm taking all... a water slide into a trash can. Yeah. Having fun all the way down, but then when you land in the trash, you got stand-up banana peel draped off your head. Yeah, fish skeleton in your hair. Mm-hmm. Heathcliff. Mungo. You would think the water would clean off the trash, but... Well, no, because it's at the bottom It'd of the slide. It'd have to suck you out of the trash and up the slide, which is not... Yeah, but the water... Not doesn't... any slide I've ever seen except Star Trek. I love that kind of stuff. Ooh, space. Such a rich area for a story. So, uh, you guys... Wait, it's... what? I want to know what show... I want a description of this space that you've created, Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, that's so ripe for sharing, uh, right. and also the show that, so, that you've created it Right. For. So I work uh, – I help to run Workaholics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also did a pilot, very successful one, Canned mm. for ABC. I'm sure you guys – at this point, it's kind of one of those um, – Brilliant but canceled. Brilliant but canceled. Uh, kind of deal. Freaks and geeks kind exactly. of like uh yes. It gets passed around. That was Amanda Bynes. That was Bynes. That was the last thing Amanda Bynes ever did pretty in much. In her life. Mm-hmm. In her life. Um All right, It was that and she like threw a bong out a window or something. Mm-hmm. Uh well that's huge, man. But, yeah, no, that is kind of what I've been coasting off of. Um but you know, workaholics in terms of Creating a safe space. It is a place where we can come in and we just tell each other stories mm. about our lives and anything goes. You're not trying to make each other cry in that room, but if it happens, it's welcome. Right. The only thing really unwelcome is judgment. That's right. Uh, Pat, what shows did you run and how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, I got my start on... 
Just Eldon. Ah. Uh, which is the Murphy Brown spinoff with uh, Robert Pastorelli. I said, who can we get for a spinoff? They said, <laughs> Just Eldon. I said, there's the show. Um, nobody had bothered to check Pastorelli's avail. Um, we did not have him to play the role of Eldon, but we shot it, and, you know, it lasted about four eps. Um, and who ultimately was your Eldon? Our Eldon was a third Belushi named Alex Belushi, who was adequate at best. He was he's certainly the lesser of, of the Belushis. Less mm. uh, est. Yeah. After that, you know, there's all these minority shows on TV. Oh, yeah. Minority Report. Um, Blackish has the blacks. Cristela has the Latinas. Mm. Uh, Muppets has puppets. And I go into Johnny Davis. I go, Johnny, I got a pitch. Indigenous people of Papua New Guinea. Where's their show? We call it Big Papa. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, New Guinea. If yeah. People don't get it, but they should. Yeah. Hopefully the parentheses, you can lose them somewhere around season four. I think so. Yeah. I think people are on board. And now, uh, you know, I created the lucrative CBS uh, franchise, Abracadabros, which is about a team of magicians, which aired two full months before the, the premiere of Now You See Me and years before Now You See Me, too. Uh, I did Abracadabros. I did uh, Abracababies, which was like the junior edition. Mm-hmm. I did Flabracadabra, which was Fat Magicians. Don't leave anyone out, you know? I did Flabracabarbra, which was a Flabracadabra spinoff starring Rebel Wilson. And I did Behind the Candelabra Cadabra, which was about gay magicians. That is such a thorough list. Thank you. Pat, I like hearing this. So when you're doing all this magic stuff. Yeah. Is that your review of it? or No. <laughs> when you're doing all this magic stuff, all these Abracadab shows – uh, in the entire abracadabra verse. Sure. What do you say to people who think like, well, isn't the whole point of magic that it's actually happening, and if you have cuts and camera tricks and special effects, then it's really just like not even, it's taking away the only element that makes magic interesting or impressive? Well, in its purest form, which was abracadabros, uh, each hour-long episode was done without cuts. Oh, wow. Sort of uh, Children of like Birdman or, or Nick of Time with Johnny Depp. Birdman has six cuts. Does it? <laughs> you can find them. It's not easy. Yeah. Go frame by frame. Mm-hmm. You do have to go frame by frame, which I'm happy to do because I, I have a lot to learn from that movie. Can I say that you did mention a couple of the magic shows that uh, are personally my favorites, and I, it's great for you to be so humble, but the, the hummus-based – Magic show that you did? <laughs> Sabracadabra? I was going to say yeah. Sabracadabra. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, and the well, one look. that was the crossover between um, the uh, game show hosted by Ben Bailey and, uh, and, uh, and a magic show. Cash Cabracadabra? Cash Cabracadabra. Right. Now, yes. I, I'm only talking about the ones that are still on the air. Um, okay. But those certainly hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've all run shows, haven't we? Now, would you, yeah, talk, have you talked about yours? The show that you've run? Well, Have you talked about it on the show before? I, uh, yeah, I've run two. I mean, I try to keep my hands in drama and comedy, so yeah. I am still doing Outlander. We're very excited about the next <laughs> season. I think it's about space or something like that, and uh, I love that stuff. As part of the very, very small sliver of the population that enjoyed comic books and Star Wars growing up, mm-hmm. being able mm-hmm. to get in that proud, sandbox. Proud nerd. <clears throat> Talk to me about Outlander. Oh, yeah. About all the space stuff. It's authentically romantic, uh, and it is empowering, I think, for everyone. What What do you guys have planned for the oh, character? Oh, what's in the season? hopper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say, of course. Um, just a little bit. Just so the, the broadest just one, stroke. Just a little bit. Yes. The man will have sort of a pirate shirt. We've talked a lot about flagships. Well, that, that's like a pirate ship. That skull and two bones flag um, is, uh, you know, that's that's a flagship too. And the man mm-hmm. will have a pirate shirt, mm-hmm. and, and he will be standing like looking. Wow. So that show, but obviously, I also want to laugh. So um, we're 
into pre-pro. Everyone knows that nightmare. Yeah. On uh, Pastamon. Hello. Uh, Italian Jamaican family. Um, spaghetti colander on their head. Spaghetti dreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, fettuccine dreads. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. Tagliatelle. Mm-hmm. All handmade. Spinach pasta. Whole wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, sun-dried tomato pesto as shampoo. Uh, and What's it about? The pasta mod is a sheriff. Okay. What's it about? A mean sheriff. I mean, I saw it on Deadline. I want to hear it horse's mouth. What's it about? Yeah. Um, I guess it's about we all wear masks, don't we? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, what if the mask was instead of being over your face on the top of your head and it was a spaghetti colander mm-hmm. and it had sort of dreads coming out of it? So that's, you know. Are they al dente? Finally. Um, Brett, you interrupted me. <laughs> Hayes, did you run a show? I thought, by the way, the most fascinating aspect of Outlander to me is that they shoot it in Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that when I was doing that. Yeah. Oh, the, those lush so countrysides and, and moors and landscapes. I, I don't know how they do it. That you would say, oh, really? Yeah, well, you seem pretty sure. checked out. Well, Check Outlander. I had Frankly. gotten so in this, you know, pre-pro can be a nightmare. Sure. Mm-hmm. I had gotten so into the Postamon world that I was in some ways divorcing myself from that Outlander uh, thing where we're doing it in Detroit, I guess. I will say you seem to have a very hazy understanding of Postamon as well, though. Well, what I like to say is... Every time you define what the show is, who the characters are, where it's set, what's happening in the show, you are closing off so many avenues that I like to stay open. Uh I don't like to say the show is this. I like to say the show could be something like this if you like that or we'll Mm -hmm. change it. Yeah. Um, And it's that kind of malleability. Yeah, because they have so much freedom to pitch just literally anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And they know ultimately I'm going to go down the hall, you know, put my buds in and just click clack it away. Mm -hmm. And uh, and some gold's going to come out. But it's all going to be inspired by what they've said. Mm Mm-hmm. Has you ever run a show or TV show? I uh, did a show called Sugar Man's Halloween. Uh, it was an, an anthology show hosted by the Sugar Man. Mm, searching for Sugar Rodriguez. Man. Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. About the different things that he thinks are scary. And the scariest thing to him is fame. Is like being recognized for his fame. Amen. So it's a lot of him playing a song and then getting scared of the good song that he's playing. So he's like looking at his <laughs> guitar and he's like getting kind of freaked out by the song being so good. <laughs> and then he starts to like try to run away from his guitar while he's playing it. So like he can't really stop playing the guitar and he seems kind of like amazed that it's it's going with him mm. while he's playing the song. What's the name of the corkscrew pastas? Uh, the Fusili? Fusili? Fusili. Okay. Well, that's season two, by the way. Go ahead. What were you, what else did you do? No, what, what is season two? Postamon? Yeah. I was just, I had said fettuccine, handmade tagliatelle, dreadlocks. Season two is Fusili. Season two, maybe we go into Fusili. I just had that idea. I wanted to record it. This is where I get a lot of the ideas for my shows is I go back and listen to what I said on the podcast. The other thing I, you know, and I didn't know if I should bring this up or where yeah. we're at. Um, You're just as safe here as you are in your writer's room. Thank you. Um, he, he but doesn't, he doesn't is like the, it to be called that. The kind of, I think it was three weeks mm-hmm. of helping to run this show, my my stint here. Um, oh, at, on at Hollywood Handbook. Yes. On yeah. Handbook, yes. yeah. And, uh, you know. You, know, you we didn't even talk about it beforehand, yes. and I know you showed was, up at a pivotal turning point mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah, you helped to define a lot of the culture here. Yeah, that remains. Mm-hmm. And you, if if I remember correctly, you pitched Engineer Brett. Yeah, that was the one thing I can take credit for. And you know, I wouldn't say 
I ran the show. I ran it with the two of you. Right. But I knew there was something missing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the what the pitch was? You can tell the story. <laughs> I don't this is not my story to tell. Okay. If you want if you want to put that out there. Yeah. He's so humble about it. I don't uh, you Hayes, know, again, Hayes I go back to it. I go back to it being a a confessional booth, a church, right? Um, a Buddhist monastery. But this is again, this is your show. Fly, little birdie, fly. Mm. My recollection of it is that you were late that day. Okay. Uh, and you know, we were all sort of like, should we get started? Like, do we just? Do we just go home? So quick that you get used to that guiding hand. Yes, yes. Uh, and then Kevin comes in soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not with water, we should say. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, I guess, juice? Yeah, some kind of juice. Yeah. I think you said it was tangelo or guava. Right. It was like a green five, but. Oh, okay. And he said. I'm conflating two stories. You are. He said, guys, I, I'm so sorry I'm late. I was just at Gelson's. Uh I was doing my shopping, and um, this this guy uh, just suddenly flew into the store on a sled. The automatic door is open for him, uh, and he smashed into all the juice, and he spilled juice everywhere on, like, sort of a roller sled that it looked like was something that he invented. Uh, and he had a beard, and he was wearing a little newsboy's cap, and he seemed like he liked to pretend that he loved music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is a guy that you should that you should have on your show. Right. I said, do that again, what you just did. Can you do that again? He did it four more times. <laughs> and we were both arrested, and we came straight here, so sorry – if I was an hour and a half late. No, no one was juice. mad about any of that, and, and you had the juice on you. And, and, and he did it four more times, and he's done it a hundred times since then, and it's the only thing he does, and it's the only thing he needs to do. Uh, pretending he likes music is such a huge part of Engineer Brett. <laughs> Today is the first day I've seen him not in a Beatles T-shirt. And the Beatles, as we all know, are choice. this little indie Group and he's decided to go into sort of the counterculture film world today by wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, but he somehow finds these little niche, you know, artists and, and these weird these char- movies these and bands characters even from Star Wars that are like the deep cuts that people yeah. don't know about. I've never seen like, some of these guys. Yeah, like Darth Vader. And yeah, Yoda. I'm a huge fan of the movie. I've never seen some of these guys. Well, you put a shirt like that on and then you go out. You meet a young lady in a in a Darth Vader shirt as well, and you're like, "Well, now I know this is my soulmate." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is exciting. Is that if how you they met? know this stormtrooper that's on it, yeah, I mean that's just instant Bruce. connection. Yeah, Bruce. I just want to say, Kevin. Yes. Uh, I had to pass on running this show, and I'm so glad that you got that job and not somebody I didn't like and respect. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's tacky to bring it up, but you know. I think you knew I, I was going to be the first choice. Absolutely. I hope you nailed it as second, and it sounds like you did. I think so. Um, second, or were there people between? There were, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, uh, you know, numbers uh, are not my strong sure. suit. Let's, I'm let's a words past. guy. Yeah, so you, we don't you, necessarily you have to get into, like, who was in between yeah. Pat or yeah. whether Pat was even first. Yeah. But what we well, really, I think I was you know, first. yeah, we and you may have been. That's um, what my agent told me, and agents are notoriously very honest people. Should we build a room? I mean, is this is it time going to be so fun for us to just jump is it, into? Is it time to get our hammer and saw out of the toolbox and build the perfect room? Uh, we've all worked in many uh, confessionals, uh, Buddhist monasteries. Namaste. Uh, water parks. Water parks. Mm-hmm. Trash cans. Trash cans Dumps. as well. And. Um, Oh, and also I ran the show, The Grinder, and um, we uh, have all worked in those environments, and uh, and I ran Community and Arrested Development, and I'm a genius. Um, so uh, we know what it so you takes. Remember later. Yes. So we know what it takes to 
Create a great room. So let's do sort of a fantasy draft. Because this is the part of, this is sort of the first responsibility of any showrunner. You say, okay, it's time for me to assemble my team. Mm -hmm. And so you draw from a pool of all the available writers. But what a pleasure this will be for us where everybody's on the table. Ideally, you get an Avengers, an Ocean's Eleven, an Abracadabra's. Mm-hmm. And you don't wind up with some like the bench warmers, you know, Heater, mm-hmm. Schneider, uh, the, the other guy, Swarston. Yeah, a Swarston. bunch of great, great tastes that taste great together. Sure. Uh, me, you know, I'm. I love that you got to sports because I do think of it like a sports team, and I'm so into soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm you smart. Need, yes. So yes. you need. The kicker. The kicking guy. Football. You got to have the strong guy. Yeah. You're going to need a runner An or Asian. some kind of, yeah, yeah. some kind of, mm-hmm. uh, did I say strong man? I think you did. And a referee. So we're, we're supposed to pick the best writer in our minds. Mm-hmm. Can you go TV and film? Yeah. And we're drafting based on need. So once we have somebody on the team, mm-hmm. then we don't need someone with a similar You don't need two skill set. Yes. Can you, go, can you, you can go TV Football. or film. You can There's go only Living one or Dead. Ball. What? You can go TV or film and Living or TV Dead. TV or film, Living or Dead. Okay, then and Kevin also, Smith. let's not forget book. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Okay. So what is that? Kevin Smith. What is that fulfilling for us? So what's off? What, you know, well, I mean, he can do it What do we all. have? You know, you, you, yeah. you know him best from his, his foul-mouthed indie comedies, being yeah. a shoestring budget. I take him all the way down to his new forays into horror and suspense mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with Tusk mm. about a uh, man who is fused with a walrus. Yeah. Um, and discovering marijuana at age 43. I think, I think so. that helped him immensely. Mm-hmm. Helped him focus, helped him really get in the pocket. Not just discovering, but making it his primary personality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that and the, the long shorts. And the hockey jersey. Yes. Tusk, yeah. for my money, was the best Man Walrus movie of that year. Mm-hmm. Second best. One, top two. Wow. I hate to take everybody's uh, number one. Well, yeah. Well, it's t- a lot it's, of my hockey so now it jersey becomes guys what's number two. Are, we wouldn't are off the be table in now. this, you know, we wouldn't be where we are in this business if we weren't competitive. And yeah. so <laughs> getting socked in the jaw yeah, where yeah. you come out with maybe the best writer on the yeah. table, and I go, like, well, now I'm scrambling because that was my pick. Yeah. yeah. Shakespeare and jean shorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, now that he's gone, now that Kevin Smith's off the table, um, I wasn't going to do this this early, but Hayes' story about Ruthie okay. brought me back to someone who I'm I'm going to bump up, let's say. But okay. I think, for my money, tech money okay. is the guy who I want in there spinning stories. Yeah, and what does he bring to the table specifically for you? Obviously, he's a storyteller, but is there something about his energy or no? It's it's just the storytelling. He did, I think, three or four years at Pixar, just cranking with those guys. He's a guy that is just going to be relentless about what does this act break? Does this make sense? Mm. Um, we can I, beat it. You, you've seen the twenty-two rules. Of storytelling by Pixar? Uh, well, uh, have yeah. I seen it? Um, have you read it? Have I've memorized it? it. Coincidences that get your character into trouble are fine. Mm-hmm. Coincidences I, that get your character out of trouble? Tech's going to beat that ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he did beat me up. Yeah, I uh, hate to be a babe in the woods here. I don't know who this man is that tech? we're talking about. That's the thing about a lot of these Pixar guys. They don't. Like, get so much credit because they're part of, like, a larger machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gentleman's name is Tech Money, and he's a— That's a sort of extended name, yeah. His his original name was Tech. He was a a cast member on Real World turned— Oh, okay, okay. MTV VJ, and then gradually— Ruthie had Lyme disease? No, no, no. No. Irene had Lyme disease. Oh, then I (laughs) don't— Steven slapped Irene. Ruthie jumped in the pool naked. She has an she alcoholic. An alcoholic. Okay, yeah. Then I do know who he is. I just said, must have forgotten. And Amaya and Tech and Colin. Yeah. And, yeah, he was so. the breakout kind mm-hmm. of storyteller character. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, That's a good pick. What I was thinking, sometimes you draft people who that have been involved with shows that like maybe you take some of that magic for your own show. 
if we could get any of what the Simpsons has had going for for so long for this that's room, true. so we take somebody that's been involved there. I wonder if we could get Wade Boggs, mm. who was at that episode of course where you're going in front. Homer of is friends with all the yeah. all the baseball guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he would be a good presence in the show, he also famously would drink uh, seventy beers. <laughs> on every cross-country flight. I mean, that a little bit steps on mine. I was going to take Dragon Bender. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, I agree. Yeah, new I think, power forward for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I think maybe we, that is that space is filled. Yeah, so um, I guess what I have to do now is pivot, and that's always, you know, welcome. And I think who I would probably take is Pizzazz, who I think was the rival of Jem on Jem and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. Um, her band was, in many ways, more popular. Yeah. Uh, but also didn't have the same trick with the earrings with Synergy. Guy's elephant in the room here. Can, <laughs> can she write? You know, do we know if, if she can write? Because we're assembling a lot, a pretty heavy non-writer group. somebody's going to be in charge of music okay. i mean but the you know the original goal was writers i went with a writer and then we had three people what, with no ties to writing at all that's what my ever, concern is have you ever been assembling a scene and i'm asking this question even though i hope i know the answer have you ever been assembling a scene and go this doesn't work and you put the right song underneath it and all of a sudden it's funny and cool sure all right good point well, that's what pizzazz is bringing to the table. Welcome aboard. Pizzazz. And I also, also want people that have lived their lives. I don't want people that mm-hmm. only know. I got to say dream right, team, though, even if writing. we're getting a musician, living or dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, that I lean one. towards pizzazz for that, for that music supervisor role. Well, <laughs> what we know pizzazz has is experience. I don't know that we do know that. We're pretty sure. We think she was probably Jim's rival, maybe on that show. And what we what we really know about her uh, is that she had some frustrations in the business that she maybe wasn't the biggest star in the world. That she knows how it feels to get burned, to get upstaged by Jim, whose original name was Jerrica. Why don't we get Jim? Because Jim was so successful. Jim's Let me ask shadow. you: Who's a better coach? You know, Michael Jordan or Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr? Probably. I haven't seen Jordan coach. But the point is, when someone achieves the heights that Jem achieved, they don't need to know how to teach it. They don't need to know how to instruct. They don't know what goes into putting together because it just comes naturally to them. They can just do it. Take me as a writer. I'm so funny, naturally, that it's hard for me to tell someone how to do it. But you get like uh, an engineer, Brett, Mm -hmm. he probably could give some pretty good instructions because he's been trying for so long to get anything going. He's possessed. I hope. He's had to study the rules so closely, hoping that eventually. He's looking for a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Look, round two, I'm going to try to go ahead and steer it. To, to at least a second rider. On, Wait, I just want to. I just want to make clear: is this a snake draft? I think it might be a snake draft. It's a snake draft, so I got to go twice, yes. and then we come back around. Oh, yeah. okay. Also, Pat, just FYI, Tech Money did write Wally, so we're not dealing with a. Right, well, then say that. I said he worked at Pixar for three years. He, I didn't yeah, know in what he, capacity. Sorry, he wrote Wally. He didn't get credited for it. Okay, mm-hmm. we All know right. how that I works. Didn't know. We know how that works. I ran Arrested Development and Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, uh, again, now we have Tech 9, Pizzazz, uh, uh, an animated. You're being a li- obtuse. Yeah, a little bit obtuse. <laughs> All right. Let's take it back around. Seems willful. Let's take it back around. Willfully obtuse. Okay. He wants someone who has written. Pat wants a writer so bad, I don't want to see his head pop off. So... Let me just think for one second. I have to ignore what my original pick was, Mila Kunis, and I have to get a writer. I mean, Mila Kunis is closer. She's in the entertainment. Industry. No, no, no. We'll do it your way. I'll probably take Kelly Oxford. You know what I mean? Friggin' Everything's Perfect When You're a Liar is a book. And, well, honestly, if you have Kelly Oxford, you have her kids. 
okay? And her kids are constantly saying these, like, unbelievable yes. bon mot. And that's bringing in, what are we talking, 120K? Yes. Eyeballs? Yes. Immediately? And so Instant. socials Instant. are off the... Instant. Yeah. No, you're tracking off the charts. And so I would love Kelly Oxford if only for she can show up in the room every day and say, like, guys, this morning my my kid was like, hey, this waffle looks like Donald Trump's hair. Yeah. And so then, then we can if – we, if, if we're allowed to use the stuff that her kids – That's to say, say. nothing from, uh, you know, stories from the set of Aloha. So it's like we're getting so many different elements with just one pick. Was she's Kelly a writer, yeah. She's not just a writer. Oh, she's in it. I saw Aloha. Yeah. Well, All right, then I'll you've watch. seen my girl. I was already planning five. on watching it again, so I guess I'll look for her next time. Can I just say I love what a diverse room we're putting together. Mm. Uh, we have two ladies in the room. I think that's probably good. We have we have tech, of course, who's uh, who's a minority presence. Yeah, that's who great. knows what he is? Yeah, I think to round it out, it would be great to have uh, a strong Italian character, mm-hmm. something like uh, cousin Vinny. I think cousin Vinny would be that could really help us. Would be great for this room. What I love about cousin Vinny is he calls you on your bullshit. Yes, uh, he's not somebody who is going to. See a magic show, no offense to Abracadabros, mm-hmm. and not say how the trick worked. Yeah. I remember this from a speech in the movie. But you, now you know that Cousin Vinny is a fictitious character. You must know that. Yes, but that's spoiler. what makes him so good at writing because he knows what it's spoiler. What are we going to do? What are we gonna, we're going to call an agency and say, hey, get us Cousin Vinny? Please don't I never spoil thought I'd be on don't, Brett's side. Please don't spoil the movie. Please don't Brett spoil it. it. Came out 24 years ago. <laughs> we think. To the day. Some of us are catching up. But, you know, Sean's claim that, that Cousin Vinny. He's binging it. Brett's would, binging, <laughs> binging the movies right now. Sean says Cousin Vinny would be a great hire because he calls people on their bullshit. Yeah. Go with the Marissa Tomei character. She calls people on their I, bullshit. Like I it's said, not car, it's not a car show. And we're a little saturated with. She's the, also a woman. That's what she I'm saying. She knows cars. That's what I'm saying. We're kind of full up. She's beautiful. Easy on the eyes. We've got. Or cup. go with a, uh, an actual person or you a writer. Pig. Jesus Christ. Beautiful. We've easy got, on the eyes. We've got easy. P- that's how we're hiring. Easy on the eyes. And also, you didn't Why'd like. Why'd you pick Kelly Oxford? Because she's You ugly? didn't like pizzazz? You don't. No. Like, you think pizzazz is I picked her because she had a book. New York Times bestseller. International bestseller. Canada counts, you fucker. Sorry, I got so mad. That's why I liked her as a pick. She's written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's why I picked her too, and I said that at the time. So we've got Kevin Smith, Tech Money, Wade Boggs, Pizzazz, Kelly Oxford, Cousin Vinny. I mean, this isn't a good group for going to dinner, let alone running a television show. You don't want to go to dinner with Cousin Vinny and Pizzazz? I'm sorry, Pat, but that... What if Cousin Vinny gets grits? Untrue. You don't want to see Cousin Vinny talk about the grits? Yeah, he doesn't eat instant grits. No self-respecting Southerner would. Kevin, can I ask you to just think through your pick for, for 10 seconds before Absolutely. spitting Give me something a out? Okay. Just think it through. Think about the day-to-day in the room with uh, yeah. with an alcoholic this, baseball player and a, an animated I get, no, pink-haired I and this may, songstress. This may step on some toes, but speaking to what you have just brought up, Pat, I got to go with the, the best writer I know. It's a guy by the name of Dominic Dierkes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Um, and he had a writing partner for a long time. Uh, carried him. Carried him. But the guy's got it all. Yeah. He's a writer and a performer and a human being who you'd want to have dinner with. Now, when you say carried him, do you mean set him on fire through telekinesis? I think you, you mean traumatically you got know. his period in the opening scene. I think you know I don't mean that. Okay, it's just it's for the audience. What's he doing? Is he available? What's he doing now? Dom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably busy. I just 
You know, I, don't, you, variety, don't, don't you have him doing? Check some the Hollywood stuff? Report. Yeah, I got him working on some stuff. Yeah, like what? What's like? What's going on with him? Carrying my jock strap. Finally, earned the right. Do you mean getting your period in the shower in your jock? Carrying my jock strap. No, that's a ridiculous question. Yeah, I thought so as well. Well, Pat, you get to pick now. So, well, I'm going to take America's sweetheart, Woody Allen. <laughs> He's a he's a writer. Yeah. Um you know, he's one of those guys who looks just as natural with uh, you know, a, a Dame Judy Dench or a uh, Dakota Fanning on his arm. Now, we've gotten in trouble on this show before for touching on Woody Allen. Obviously, there's some people very upset about mm-hmm. some controversy around him uh having to do with touching on. Yes. Yes, uh, touching on. And people think he's too old to write. You know, I see a lot of articles about his age, and uh, in the headline there will often be a much younger age mentioned, and I assume the article's saying that, like, the younger age is the one you should be if you're going to write direct. I don't know. I haven't read the articles just because my phone's really buggy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I don't think that's fair. I think at any age, if you've got the chops, then chop it on up. Hashtag karate. Uh, <clears throat> okay, he's in. You get to pick twice now because it's a snake draft, so everything you complained about before now has come back to benefit you. Okay, thanks. Uh, why don't we go Quentin Tarantines? Okay. Who, who else has changed the game of writing more than QT? And so now I'm sort of starting to get a picture of what you are attracted to as well. Mm-hmm. To people who've written stuff, yeah. No, I mean like physically. Since people it, with a voice. Since I know that you care about your writers being like hot, people that you think are yeah, hot. Yeah, so you're sure. your main thing. And that so far you've picked Kevin Smith, Woody Allen, and Quentin Tarantino. It's just starting to kind of come into view. Yeah, kind what, of a murderer's row. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of what you're like, what you're attracted. I to. did want someone who was going to put the N word in the scripts. I think we all wanted that. Yeah, and that he would fight to say it. Yeah. Talking about writer's hotness, Kevin's always had a great philosophy on Mm -hmm. writers being hot. Uh, You'll only hire sevens or above. Is that right? That's right. right. Absolutely. Mm. Um, And it's a a physical thing, and it's also uh, what they're wearing. I mean, you come into a meeting, and you're a dude, and you don't have – Super colorful, colorful sneakers on. Mm-hmm. What What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you in this game? How much skin is enough skin to show in a, a initial interview? Sure. Um, I mean, in, for guys, I just want to see what they're working with bicep wise. I want a be tight, generous with the bicep. Be generous. Yeah. I want a tight fitting shirt mm-hmm. to give me a real sense of. Mm-hmm. Tight shirt, no sleeves. We can go V, sure. Leave the sleeves at home. Leave the sleeves at home. Go deep as you want on the V. Mm -hmm. I was told by my agent you like a blousey short. That's absolutely. Okay. And Uh, Yeah, because you have a fan in the room that's kind of like ruffling the shorts a a little bit. I wore umbros for my meeting. I dusted off the old bros. Umbros. I almost didn't get my job because I wore – Michael Sarah's running shorts from Juno, which I did buy sure. on eBay. Sure. And they and they were very short and very high, but they didn't really blow open. They were so tight to my skin. And uh I think what Kevin enjoys is the sort of peekaboo aspect mm-hmm. of seeing the fabric wave up in the air. A little. Uh, mm-hmm. rather a, than just a, the a outline. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so much of it is a vibe, you know? A writer's room is built on people vibing each other. I don't care about ideas as much as I care about a presence. Well, and you're building mm-hmm. an audience. And if you have an ugly writer's room, then uggos will watch your show. And that's who will come up to you and say this is, that we like it. We think this is funny. And then that's who's talking to you on the street. Enough people see uggos talking to you. All of a sudden, you're, you're an uggo You're yourself. an honorary uggo yourself. And, you know, guys, again uh, – Devil's advocate here. You, they're not going to see the writers. They're going to see the performers on the show. But that's the this voice. Is, the experience of the uggo will bleed through into the script. And this is coming from you. I mean, you like your number one thing is hotness when you're 
when you're choosing writers as well. I mean, that's why we're talking about this with Kevin, because he shares his philosophy with you. Fair enough. I guess we hate most what we are, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Tarantino's got that hot Frankenstein thing going that I like. Mm-hmm. Woody Allen is in his late 110s, which I respond to. And then I, I don't – oh, Kevin Smith, yeah. you know, recently lost 470 pounds. <laughs> So he's looking better too. Yeah. yeah, Woody Allen only put back 225. Looks at, at if you think of him as a man, he looks old, but if you think of him as a praying mantis, he almost looked like a baby. <laughs> That's probably why they thought of him for ants. Mhm. That's right. Which Pix- did not follow any of Pixar's rules and said, "Who do the kids like? Woody Allen." <laughs> when really I've heard it's the other way around. Kevin? Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so my pick. That was I'm, a Bill Maher move. <laughs> I slide it over real quick. So you don't even give him a chance to argue. Just slide it over mm-hmm. and then light a joint and have sex with an African-American <laughs> prostitute. Um, I'm going. I'm moving on to my next pick. Mm. I'm going to go. Don't take Mar because it's in the air. I'm not taking Mar because he's so funny. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go Laura C.K. Ah. And that's Louis's mom. Oh, boy. And I don't know if you got – I mean, I think in general having a celebrity's relative on your staff is just – You can pick Louis. I could, but I want the person who, who writes what Louis says. Who inspired yes. him, yeah. Who inspired and him. created Louis. Yeah. How do you know she's the him? funny one and not the dad? Pat, how long have you been in this business? I mean, this is an open secret at this point. She's supposed to be the funny one? Yes. I've had her in for Punch Up, and the mind, the way the mind works, Mm -hmm. watching her. It pissing me off. It It pissing me off. And she's not not too hard on the eyes either. We have no restrictions on on who we can put on this staff. If if Sean were to have said, let's pick a staff of comedians' moms, I don't know that Laura C.K. would have been on my list. No, that whole thing about— You can pick anyone. That whole thing of Louise about planes being nice. Yeah. Was, that was her. Mm-hmm. Yep. The thing about politics uh, being—do uh, it right for once, yeah. please. Yeah. Divorcing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fun to divorce. It's fun to divorce. Kids. Yeah. Okay. Jack it off. Right? Feels awesome. Brett, I, we've yeah. been forgetting that Brett was a showrunner too. Oh, Jesus. Brett uh, was yeah. a showrunner too. Now, Brett, why don't we, why don't we find so, out a little bit about your shows and why don't we give you the last pick? Okay. And then make two or three um, picks. There was one that was uh, like rock and roll assassins. And then <laughs> what? Uh, the boy and uh, his gorilla. What? Oh, yeah. That's he, Harambe? He pitched a Harambe show. But it's like, like, that was pitched, way before that. That was originally called so, Weekend at Harambe. So, I guess we could talk about this. The way he pitched the show was to like put these two – characters together in real life and be like right. this see this will work like this that was is, like a viral stunt this is a show he tosses yeah. a kid into a gorilla they were gonna day. form a band and and like try to make it in LA until the rock and roll assassins come to town right mm-hmm. that was gonna be the like the uh, crossover how long did these shows question. last I so, never heard of oh, either one of them go ahead yeah how long did they last yeah oh like a solid while yeah. Mm-hmm. G- quick question on Rock and Roll Assassins. Yeah. Guitar Shoots Bullets? No. Okay. Ice, you ice got my lasers. attention. No, they're, they're shooting Guitar. instruments. Yeah. Other, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're assassinating rock and roll as represented by instruments. Ah. It's so Brett can have the only guitars is kind of the is. <laughs> Kind of the idea. Fantasy. Brett's part of the show. He hires the rock and roll assassins to destroy all the other guitars. Not exactly, but it's way more complicated than that. What is it? What is it? Yeah. It's about... What's it about? Oh, thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. 
more about rock and roll as an abstract idea. And the assassins are are called upon by rock and roll. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then they want to become they want to rule the world. Take your time. I would actually say speed it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I would say get through it a little quicker. Yeah, so it's so I get all the guitars in the world. Mm-hmm. That is how it ends. That sounds very similar to what I Rock and roll's a yeah. relevant art form. That's still music that gets made. No, I think it's an attitude. Yeah, it's just an attitude. Yeah. And see, it is music. This is how, like, he's just pretending to know about this stuff. He, he doesn't know that rock and roll is music. Mm. Oh, man. I think well, we should get an animal on the writing team. Okay, who? Just like a bonobo. A monkey? Because they freaking suck each other's dicks. Yeah, they, is that's that why true. You, is that why you that's want That's true. They rub genitalia to resolve conflicts. That's why you They're want them very on the advanced. show? Pervert. And then now it makes me... That's even weirder that you would throw a kid... Are you hoping that that's what would happen to the no. kid with the, with the monkey? Oh, Brett. Now, you guys feel that we submit this list to the studio, and they're cool with every name on it. Well, budget-wise, it's going to be you know a little bit of a tough squeeze. Well, you don't you don't pay a monkey, so that's thank you, Brett. Saves us a little cash right there. You got to pay for its food. You don't pay a fictional mm-hmm. character or an animated character, so that saves us some money. Got to pay for their food, though. I don't know that you do. Frankly, I'll I mean, I'll draw a casserole and give it to Vinny pizzazz. eats grits. Yeah, that's what does pizzazz eat? Pizzazz. Oh God! I mean, one one way I think we could save money is if we feed pizzazz some of the dreadlocks from Pasta Mons. <laughs> now we're talking. I mean, I wouldn't mind okay. a bowl of that Used every day wigs. myself. Mm-hmm. Studio's gonna love that crossover. Yeah. Are we doing a TV show or a movie? By the way, we haven't even. So I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, too. <laughs> yeah, I have somewhere to be. Um, and uh, I love you guys, and thank you for doing the show. And I love you listeners. Please rate and subscribe. Um, don't forget to take advantage of all the deals that we've offered you and all our ads. Uh, like us on Facebook. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, we're your friends. Never forget that. Um, that's why you listen. So uh, everybody, um, just uh, to your family and everything, just be safe. Bye. Hollywood Handbook is brought to you by Wolf Cool Productions, a subsidiary of Calvin and Hobbs. Ow, baby. That was a headgum podcast.